Yo, 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 what's going on? It's that time. This is the very first episode of the new launch of the new show. This is Unbounded. I am your host, the man, the man. Yes, I am the man. Anthony Pierce, know me. I got my boys, Brianna and Isaac. What's going on, dog? What's up, fam? I'm good, bro. Ooh, we got quite a bit to talk about. Uh, Brian is going to uh, rub it in my face because uh, I'm on the couch now. <laughs> I told him to say I told him to save me a seat because I, I kind of figured that we'd be on the couch eventually. But uh, thank you for the popcorn before I get violent. Uh, no violence around here, dog. <laughs> we don't do we don't we don't do violence. And we do. You do. <laughs> Um, this is going to be a very, uh, interesting episode, uh, we're watching wrestling, so we'll get into some wrestling as well, uh, we, we got quite a bit to talk about, so just stick around and let's see where we go tonight, let's get it. So here we are with uh, the conference championship uh, uh, round that? of the NFL playoffs. Breon? Good song. All right. So, first off, we have the Tennessee Titans taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, for me, I think the biggest question here is we talked about earlier that the Chiefs offense was so explosive that. It, it doesn't matter when and where they can turn a game around in, in, a, in a flash. We saw that with this last game. Within a quarter, within less than a quarter's time, they took a 24-point deficit and turned it into a four-point lead. So, my thing is the, let, let's, be, let's be honest here. The Texans defense isn't all that. Take away take away JJ. Are we still talking about the Chiefs and Texans? Yeah. No, no, no. We're talking about the Chiefs and Titans. Okay. Yeah, the Titans defense is not all that. No, the Texans defense is not all that. The Titans have an actual solid defense. You got you gotta look at it. The Titans have allowed twelve and thirteen. So they're averaging 12 and a half points in the last two games. Can this offense outplay a defense that's been on a roll? And if it comes down to offenses, can the Titans offense hold hang in there with the Chiefs? Which I think they're probably going to go into this game the same way they've gone into the last two. Put it on the shoulders of Derrick Henry. Keep the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hand. Question: If the Chiefs said again, I was gonna say the big thing for the Titans for the Titans' defense is they need to get as much pressure as humanly possible on Patrick on Patrick Mahomes. That is true. 
Now, I don't know if uh how bad was uh Cheetah injured last week cuz he got injured. Uh, who's injured? Uh shoot, I can't even think of his name right now. The Cheetah. Uh, uh, Tyreek. Yeah, Tyreek. <sighs> Breon, stop marking it on the on the on the phone. Mm-hmm. Stop marking it right now. Did you mark it? I'm not sure how long. I'm not sure how bad he's injured. Which I think that's gonna that's gonna really be a big uh, loss for them, even though they still have one of the best tight ends in the game, Travis Kelsey. They still have speed demons on that team. Um, Sammy Watkins, McCole Hardman. Uh, I can't even think of uh, Mar- Marcus Robinson. They so they still have players on that team. Uh, one of the more underrated guys on that team, I have to say, is Damian Williams. Oh, Damian, son of Satan. South Park, oh. son, South Park, son of Satan. <laughs> I had to go look that up for a second because I didn't know what it was. I only seen like five episodes of Soft Park. But, uh, yeah, was, uh... but yeah, he's really been one of the more underrated guys in that team. He's no, He definitely wasn't what uh the other guy was, but he's really coming to his own for this team here. Uh, Who do y'all have here? Uh, like I said before, if the, it's it's a determination to me if the Chiefs if the Chiefs can keep um, if the Chiefs can keep can if the Chiefs defensive line can keep uh, Derrick Henry contained. Which I don't think everybody can. I mean, look at them. I mean that and the fact that their running defense is not that good. We all need to be aware of how great, how underrated Ryan Tan- Ryan Jack and Jill went up to Tannehill. Thank you. How underrated Thank his you. passing is. Yeah. Gotcha. Tannehill is definitely one of the, uh, he's really the dark horse of this game. Last, wait, Breon, who has cheeks? Uh, so whoever this AEW girl, her name is Chris Statlander. Statlander? Yeah. Ooh, yeah. The yeah. alien? Yeah, she's yeah. an alien. Yeah, well, she can abduct me anytime she wants to. By the way, uh, wow! Anybody else? Anybody else see the BTE of the interaction? The video of the interaction between her and Orange Cassidy? I have yet to see BTE. I haven't seen an episode of BTE in months. Here, just look up on Twitter. Just look up on Twitter. The, there's a just look up on Twitter. It's a it's an interaction between Orange Cassidy and Chris Statlander of, of him teaching her how to use a chair. It's pretty. <laughs> That should be interesting. I'm gonna check that out later on. But uh, Breon, who do you have in this game? Uh, we're talking about the uh, Titans and the Chiefs. Yeah. Uh, well, I just want to inform you that the Hennessy Titans, the Hennessy Titans, <laughs> went to Foxborough and dethroned the cheaters while they were cheating in their own home. Then they go to Baltimore, just a few hours down the road, and beat Lamar Jackson, and arguably, maybe not even arguably, the best team in the league this season. I'm going with the Hennessy Titans. Are you kidding me? Hennessy Titans. Mark it. Uh, Oh, my God. Are you watching NXT right now? 
No, we don't watch NXT. I'm watching, but I'm a few minutes late. I'm not watching. So, uh, I, I, I'm going to have to agree with Rebel. Hold on. Hold that thought. Johnny, oh, Johnny Gargano. Is that who you were talking about? Yes, that's what I was talking about, yes. Oh, oh, snap. DIY. Uh, but uh, back to this. Uh, the Hennessy Titans, as Rion would call them. Uh, the, the, the question I've been having with the Chiefs is... <laughs> Yo, I'm freaking out right now. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Continue. But, uh, the, uh, the, the Chiefs have struggled when it comes to stopping run games. One game that really comes to mind is the game against the Colts where the Colts ran the ball, what was it, 40 times? And they kept the ball. If you could keep the ball out of Pat Mahomes' hand, I think you can win. The, the, the thing is keeping the ball out of Mahomes' hand. The Titans have a really, really solid defense. I think the defense is going to not – I don't think this defense is going to allow for one points. If it turns into a shootout, I don't know if the Titans have the firepower to do it. I, I don't think so. Because if it comes to a shootout, that, that means it's going to have to be taken – the ball is going to have to be taken out of – the hands of the best player on the team and by far the best running back in the league. You can shoot out with a running back. It'll look weird, but you know. See, but that's where I that's why I think it's not going to be a, a, your typical shootout because the Titans the Titans game plan is going to be run the ball and and drain clock. No, I'm saying if it goes to a shootout, I don't think the Titans are going to win. But I, I think they have a really good chance either way. The the only way they don't have a chance of winning is if the Titans somehow, some way, stop Derrick Henry. And that is a, a very, very unlikely thing happening. Derrick Henry has had 200 yards from the scrimmage in the last three games. So you're talking about a guy that's 600 plus yards over the last three weeks. I don't see it happening. So I'm going to go with the Titans here. I think the Titans will be in the Super Bowl to the surprise of just about everybody because they just barely made it to the playoffs. I'm going to no, no, no. Oh, screw that. I'm going to go with the Chiefs because I think Patrick Mahomes sees this last year. Look, I, I, I'm going for whoever wins this game. I'm going for them in the Super, in the Super Bowl. I think, I think Patrick Mahomes needs once redemption from last year because I know, I know he's got to look at it like that he could have like kind of let the team down, even though it wasn't his fault. Because oh no, it was his Lions' fault because uh because they had the pick and he was offsides. I know that's what I'm saying. I'm saying I think Patrick Mahomes as a whole season is like this is an opportunity. Okay, but well forget that. No, we're talking about the Titans, a dark horse, a Cinderella, a six C wild card. I always go for the underdog. I want the Titans to win the Super Bowl. Forget every other team, because every other team has done it before. I don't care. I want the Titans to win the Super Bowl. People are going to be talking about, wow, Ryan Tannehill got the Super Bowl acting on the... And do you know where that Super Bowl is, my friend? In Miami! What a story! Yo! 
That's a story, though. Remember the Titans. So we all want the Titans to win. I'm going with the Titans just for that. That's a that's I I didn't even think about that. When they beat the Patriots, I was like, "Yep, I'm on this Titans track." All right, so to this next game, we have the 49ers and the Packers. Right, 49ers and the Packers. The thing here is uh, the the 49ers are pretty much at full strength. Quan Alexander's back, making an impact. Uh, that D-line is back. D-Ford is back. You still got Joey Bosa. You got DeForest Buckner. Uh Joey Bosa. My fault, Nick Bosa. I just saw it because I was looking at the story where uh, Joey Bosa said he wanted to join the uh, 49ers to play with his brother, so I'm sorry. But you have Nick Bosa, uh, Sherman, who, who's who been there before. Uh, that defense is just solid. It's, it's like probably the best defense. It's the best defense remaining right now. Also, the offense you have – my in my opinion, the best uh tight end in the game. And probably the most entertaining in the game as well. Uh Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey can't block like uh like this guy. His name is this guy. I don't wanna I don't wanna mention his name right now. My hatred is still raining strong right now. Leave me alone. Yeah, that's kind of a biased place. I don't like it. <laughs> why would I? Why, why would I be biased towards them if I hate the team so much, Breon? I don't know. That's like that's like me saying you're biased to uh, to giving credit to the Redskins for something. I will. Let's not speak blasphemy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, again, uh, George Kittle is uh arguably the best tight end in the game. You have a really underrated running game with uh that three-headed monster back there, Raheem Mostert, uh Tevin Coleman, who's also been to the Super Bowl. And uh I can't think of the other guy, other guy's name right now. Jesus. Bro, don't talk about yourself like that, bro. <laughs> and then you have Jimmy G, who's a, a, a Tom Brady disciple, I guess you could say. So, I mean, who, where, where are y'all sitting with this one? Jimmy G. My fault, porn star Jimmy G. Jesus Christ. But uh, who who are y'all looking at with this game? Um, I'm going to pick the Packers. You going to the Packers? It's not going like, to be like last time. I don't want the Packers to win, but I feel like they are. I don't. I don't think it's gonna be anything like what happened the last game. The Packers just got destroyed. Oh, no, that's, be, that's why I'm picking. Uh, that's why I'm picking the Packers. Well, the thing is, because there's one thing we know: uh, regular season Aaron Rodgers is different from postseason Aaron Rodgers. And, and Breon, if anybody knows that, it's us. It's the count. And and playoff Aaron Rodgers is a bad man, as a uh, one Stephen A. would say. He's an active bad man. And uh, then speaking of Stephen A. Smith, he's coaching. Celebrity All Star Game. Oh God, that should be interesting. 
But uh, that's not the only error that we have to worry about. That's not the only error that the 49ers will have to worry about in this game. I hope Hernandez. I'm sorry. No, speaking of which, I need to watch that. Uh, I need to watch that on Netflix. Uh, that uh, documentary came out. I'm sorry. But I was talking about Aaron Jones. I have issues, man. I know. We know. Somehow we've been friends since middle school with that. This is what happens when you're a Marine, I guess. Oh, yeah. The dark humor comes with the territory. But you just have to accept it. And I've grown to accept it. Fair enough. Embrace the darkness. But uh, Aaron Jones is there, and he's been balling out the, uh, this year. Uh, Devontae Adams, beast. And they they have one of the best corners in the league right now, Jair, uh, Jair Alexander. Uh, like like I said last week with their uh with their linebackers, uh, Preston and um, Zedari Smith, both had two sacks in the game. <laughs> oh my gosh! I just looked at my computer screen and watched NXT, and the crowd has their shoes off already. <laughs> Zach Gibson. I know. Yo, that's hilarious. All right, so uh, who y'all got in this game? I'm gonna take. Uh, I'm taking the 49ers, like I said. I, I got. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Packers here. I, I think it's gonna be Packers Titans. It's gonna be a completely different game, though. What's up? Yeah, it's gonna be. I, I think this would be. And I was wrong about last week because I said all the games would be close. Only one was close this week, so. Hopefully, I'm right when I say this, but I think both games will be close for this one here. What's something wrong with you, Brian? Mm, I, dog, I just post, okay? Um, also, for football news, uh, this came to me by surprise, but uh, Luke Keekley is retiring from the league. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. This is, uh, this is heavy. So that real that really uh caught me off guard. Uh look. 2012 was the year is probably one of the most underrated draft classes. When you look at uh this you got two of the best linebackers of the in the league from that class with uh Keekley and Bobby Wagner. A top 5 quarterback in Russell Wilson. A quarterback that would if you had the protection, would have been a top five quarterback in Andrew Luck. You also had Kirk Cousins, Ryan Tannehill. My oh wow, Ryan Tannehill was in this class as well. Oh my gosh, and, and like I don't think this draft class gets enough respect. What draft? What year was that? Two thousand twelve. That was the same, wasn't that the same year Tebow got drafted? No, he got drafted in 10, 09. Oh, look at it. This is the people that got drafted in this class. Andrew Luck. Ryan Tannehill. Stephon Gilmore. Fletcher Cox. Huh? In there too, right? Yeah, well, I'm just looking at some of the best names in here. Fletcher Cox, 
Harrison Smith, Melvin Ingram, Whitney Merciless, Russell Wilson. Oh, Trent Rich. This was Trent Richardson's draft class as well. If y'all, if y'all didn't realize. Oh, another bus. Mo Claiborne from for the Dallas Cowboys. He's a bus for the Jacksonville Jaguars now. Uh, y'all drafted him. He just never transferred over to the league. That's all. Uh, I'm trying to see anybody else that came for this class. Uh, Janoris Jenkins came from this draft class. Wow. Well, I mean, he's doing absolutely nothing with the, with the Giants. So, you know. Oh, he's not with the Giants anymore. I think he's th- no, he's still he's in the playoffs now. I think. He got signed by somebody. He or he's he's either signed or he's just got eliminated because I just saw him in the game. I just saw him playing. You sure, your eyes are just for decoration. Oh. I'm pretty sure they are. I'm pretty sure they're for the, for seeing. Nope, he just got eliminated uh, a few weeks ago. He was with the Saints. Oh, All right, I guess my I guess my eyes are just for decoration. <laughs> are you like that guy in the Burger King commercial, Isaac the Veggie Burger? Or he's I'm, like, I'm a damn fool. <laughs> <laughs> but look at Zach Brown, Alshon Jeffrey. Like Zach Brown, man. No, I'm talking about other names from this class that are actually making an impact. Levante David. Casey Hayward? These are just names that are actually making impact still to this to this day. Uh trying to Russell Wilson, obviously. You're just saying his name because he plays for your team. Muhammad Sanu. Ew. Nick Foles. Super MVP Super Bowl MVP Nick Foles. I'm going to say, hold for a second. I'm going to say, he's not great. Don't you dare do that. T.Y. Hilson. Uh, Kirk Cousins. Nigel Bradham. Nigel Bradham. Um, linebacker. And that was just the first four rounds. I'm just looking at this list and like, oh wow. So yeah, this was a very underrated uh class. Uh Greg Legatron. Yes, uh unfortunately this was also the class of Blair Walsh. You know Blair Walsh, the guy that kicked us out of the playoffs in 2017. One of the worst kickers in Zawondo. That's the world in Japanese. So, here's a fun fact about the 2012 draft class. There were two Robert Griffins to be drafted. Wow. And both of them came from Baylor. Okay. The other one was Robert T. Griffin. He played guard. Even in the the worst kicker. J.R. Sweezy. Are you just making these names up? No, these are actual names that are playing. <laughs> but yeah, this this class is just full of 
gems, and these are like late round people. Bobby Wagner, as of now, is the best linebacker, best middle linebacker in the league now. Actniff. We got him. In, we got him late. So it, it definitely sucks to see one of the better play, one of the best players of this draft class go. But look, he he did what Marshawn said. Got out of there when it was time. Speaking of Marshawn, huh? Luke Keekley. Well, it seems like Marshawn's done too, based on his speech. He should have went to Dallas. Oh, wait, never mind. No, we don't need, we don't need him in Dallas. <laughs> but uh, he pretty much said, take care, take care of your money, take care of your uh, mental. And that helped y'all do what? Shut your mouth. <laughs> okay, that's what I thought. But... Hey, we're taking care of our chickens right now. Yeah, your chickens are running around the yard because you got no control. Well, Marshawn said to take care of your chickens, to take care of your uh, bodies, take care of your mental health. Um, if this is if this is the last rough Marshawn Lynch, we have seen the last of probably one of my one of the best running backs to play for the Seahawks and we've had some really good running backs to play for us. I mean, we had Sean Alexander, we had Kurt Warner, Marshawn Lynch. Uh, I had a Sean Alexander jersey. Actually, I got from my cousin. I had a Sean Alexander jersey and a Daryl Jackson jersey. Uh, Isaac's known me since 2007. That's a lie. I didn't even know you in 2015, Chump. I met you in 2016. <laughs> so how did you know it was me? Because uh, I saw I was like, yo, this nigga does not have a neck. What? <laughs> <laughs> and then I found out your name. And I'm like, that's the same nigga from the video. Damn. As if I was the only nigga in Norfolk State that didn't have a neck. Okay. Uh, you were in a class of your own. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's a lie, but we're just, we're gonna move on as if you were telling the truth. You met your rival and sat up for your classes like, son, are you okay? Oh, yeah. What do you mean? Well, I'm just, how do you follow? <laughs> <laughs> Where's the blue guy? <laughs> Where did it go? <laughs> but uh, when we come back, uh, I want uh, Isaac brought this to me, but I, I want to uh, call this uh, topic kids these days. So just hold tight. We'll be talking about kids these days. All right. So today I was at work. Obviously, I work with kids. And I was talking to them about music. And I, I, I joke around with them all the time about music. They listen to the stuff they listen to because I'm like, deep down, I listen to some of the stuff they listen to too. So I was like, uh, I, it started out because the girl was listening to Billie Eilish. <laughs> Billie Eilish is actually pretty dope. So then I was like, hmm, y'all listen to Poppy? Sorry, 
she has some dope songs. I'm not gonna lie. Sure, mule, whatever. You wanna just uh just keep the virginity card or uh yeah, you can hold on to that one. Uh, I thought. Hey, wait, 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 wait. I thought you were pure. I am. I'm pure. Oh, I'm pure too, though. So what you trying to say? No, you're not. You're not. I know the story. So. I brought up Billy Eilish. And, no, I brought up Poppy. Who? No, I'm definitely lost. No, no, no. I, I know who Poppy is. I, I, I am in the dark. Poppy Just look her up. Is, yeah. Just look her up. She's a, singer, she's a singer and a, she's also a religious leader. Like, uh, in a sense, like, he's what I'm, what I'm pretty sure is a bunch of people who have no lives. They created a religion around her. Like they awesome. created the religion around Beyonce too, so I'm not surprised. Oh, they have very cold. It's very cold. Oh yeah. It's the Beehive, but okay. No, it's B. Well, the point is, it's a cult, and people need to get lives. Oh yeah, facts B. But uh. So then I, I was like, hmm, this I was, and they were like, Miss Pierce, you, you don't have no dope, you don't have no good playlist. So I was like, hmm, let me show you something. So I showed them my playlist, and they were like, hmm, all these old songs, who are these people? Like, y'all don't know who Earth Wind and like, you, you heard of Earth Wind and Fire? And then she looks back and says, Who's Earth Wind and Fire? Wow. Did you, I, I was about to ask, did you hit her? But then I realized, oh, wait, you're a teacher. I can't do that. But what I did was I looked at her and I just sat there. I was like, you did not just ask me who Earth, Wind & Fire is. And she was like, yeah, who's Earth, Wind & Fire? I was like, you called the fucker team. Tell me. You did not. Just say that. And so the crazy thing is I, I, I announced to the class, tell me someone in here has heard of Earth, Wind & Fire. The boy in front of her raises his hand and says, yeah, they're white. I was this close to walking out. I I, I looked at the others just like I, I I just couldn't. I I I felt so disappointed. Oh no, dang, that's crazy. Uh, I I I was just so disappointed because it was like Earth on the Fire is just like a base for what we have now in music. And, and I was talking to one of the kids, but like, and y'all probably don't know who this guy is. So I'm like, you know who Quando Rondo is, right? He was like, yeah, I like Quando Rondo. Yeah, he's trash, but that's besides the point. Yo, it's not us, it's the kids. The kids, they don't know. They don't know good music. The parents aren't too much older than we are. They should be exposed to all that stuff. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. So he sampled a song. He sampled a song. He, one of his songs, he sampled Liberian Girl by Michael Jackson. So I was like, all right, I got you. So I put on, I, put, I let him listen to Liberian Girl. I'm like, this sound familiar to you? He was like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, this is what happens when these new artists listen, make their songs. They take, they take, they sample their songs. The songs are sampled from old classics. 
I was in my I was in the car, and fortunately she used Usher in the song. You, you remember uh, what is it uh? You made me wanna lead the one I'm with start a new relationship. Yo, Summer Walker sampled that song and had Usher on the song with her. Yeah, this is this is absolutely nothing new when it comes to artists now, especially R and B. Like they're taking all like nineties music now is being sampled all the time. You know who's doing that now? Um, the short ball had to do. I can't even think of his name no more, dog. The short ball had to do from D- Toronto. No, he's not sh- short and ball headed. How tall is Drake? Uh, he's got to be at least six feet. Gotta- Who? What is his name? Aubrey? No. Is it DJ Talent or is it Tory Lanez? That's what it is. Bald? He's bald? Yeah, he's bald. See, I don't even know what these people look like. Like, I listen to their song. That one Tory Lanez song download. I never knew what he looked like. Yeah, Tory Lanez is bald. I don't know about Tory Lanez is it got buried by Jordan. The only thing I know about Tory Lanez is it got buried by Jordan. Who? Joiner Lucas. I've heard of him. Don't know anything about him. It's because you're talking about Tory Lanez or Joiner Lucas. I know Tory Lanez, kind of. Joiner Lucas made the song. I'm not racist. I've been well, then you should know. The one thing you should know about Tory Lanez is he got buried by Joiner Lucas in a district. I just like that one song. Okay, so he's not bald. Okay, lying, lying to the mess. He probably got shitty ass dreads, doesn't he? No, he has a fade. Not Wale. Hey, Wale's dreads are his locks are not bad. Shut up. Are you gonna defend another man's dreads? Oh. Hey, team lock over here, dog. Yeah, you I have locks. Leave me alone. They're locking. <laughs> you just haven't seen them lately. That's why. Maybe, maybe if you came to the seven five seven, you'd see them, Trump. You live in you live in the armpit of a genius. Shut up. Uh, no, you live in the asshole. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but um, Tory Lanez he dropped his uh the last out al- the last project did Chicks Tape. He most of the whole most of his album is ninety songs. Uh. <laughs> Are you laughing at what I said? Oh my god! <laughs> Y'all are stupid. <laughs> oh my god! Remix. Remix. Jesus. Uh, but I, Isaac, where, where, where were you trying to? Because you you were the one that actually wanted to make this uh, a topic today. So where were you coming from with this whole thing? My my whole thing was just they don't they don't know. The music they listen to now has so much influence on the '80s and '90s, and even '70s music that they don't even know where his stuff is coming from. But see, the '90s was sampling a lot of the '80s and '90s. I mean, the, sampling the, was that's that's kind of how it works. I mean, yeah. nothing is new. And it's not bad. Here's the thing. So here's the thing. 
Remember how, what were you saying before about, you know, kids? No, no, here's the thing. I was going to say, it's, it should be a parent's responsibility to, to tell your kids about these things. Right? I think we can all agree about that, right? And for example, our parents got us into, got, well, I don't know about you, Breon, but Anthony. I'm pretty sure Breon's on the same page. Well, you were introduced to music. I'm assuming gospel music is the first kind of music you heard. Oh, uh, yeah. That's all my mom and dad listened to. Okay. So, and, but when you use gospel music, it was like all the old stuff. Like, I'm talking James Cleveland. Oh, yeah. James Cleveland. Um, Hezekiah Walker. I'm talking Brooklyn Tab. Mississippi Don Mass. Yeah. Florida Mass. Georgia Mass. Kurt Franklin, the family. Yeah. Kurt Franklin, the new nation. You know, all that, you know, you got all of that. And then eventually, eventually, you know, you found new things. Yeah, I had cousins that were listening to the other stuff. So, like, at home, it was gospel. When I was with the cousins, it was rap. Exactly. So, I say all that to say, here's my thing. Now, what I'm about to get into when it comes to parenting has nothing to do with that. So, I'm a security guard. I worked in a library. It's a public library on a college campus. Here's the here's the thing. So parents bring their kids in here into this library. The kids are all they bring them in there for like children's activities or whatever the case may be. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. When they get in there, their kids, their parents will sit like on the side or wherever, find a place to sit, and their kids will go like listen. I, I can't tell you how many times I've seen this. It's run, no, it's a library, right? What are like three things you don't do in a library? Well, Peter Avalon always told me to shush in the library. I wouldn't cuss. So, what'd you say, Anthony? What's one thing you don't do in the library? Peter Avalon always told me, shh. So, I guess you don't talk. I don't run in the library because it's not a playground. So what do you, what do you not do? I don't run in there because it's not a playground. Okay, good, good. What else do you not do in the library? Yell. What else do you not do? I don't yell. yell. Okay, what else do you not do? Uh, horseplay. Okay, so also put a pin that now. What is one rule that, what is one, one rule you as a kid were always taught whenever you use something? What is the one thing you were taught that whenever you use something, when you're done with it, what did you do? Put it back where you had it from. Exactly. And, and not only put it back where you got it, you put it back neatly. Exactly how you found it. Right? Yep. Exactly how you found it. So there is a chess set in the middle of this table, in the middle of the floor, right? Mm. Now, there's a chess set. I want you to picture like a minute. Uh, it's not miniature. You can like pick it up. The piece are pretty big. You can pick it up. Now, there's a chess set out there, right? Uh-huh. I cannot tell you that it happened today. Kids, parents will walk over there. Kids will run over there, run over there, pick it apart, and then like move the pieces, knock them over, and all this other crap. And then leave it. They'll leave it. 
and then go into the children's room because there's a children's room where they can go ruin someone else's life. But they leave it there. Right? And then let somebody else put it back together. Won't actually play the game. They just want to, oh, look, horsey. You know, or ooh, <laughs> or whatever. And then move it around. And then not put it back. How they got it. Mm-hmm. What is my whole point? My point is, I have seen kids run in here. I had to tell a kid, I, I've never felt so disrespected today. Uh, I was walking towards the front of the building where the, where the entrance is. And uh, this little kid ran past me. I saw him running towards me. I was like, slow down. Slow down. I was trying because I don't like to yell in there. I don't like to raise my voice in there because I have a deep voice. And, it, and it, even when I'm not yelling, it sounds like it booms. You know what I mean? Right. So... I so I use hand signals. So I use take my hand and like you know push it down like I'm pushing down the air and say like you know slow down slow down. And this kid ran past me like I was trying to give him a high five. And then he runs past me and I'm like slow down slow down and he just keeps running and I'm like it hit me in the chest like wow. I did like I've never felt so ignored in my life. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, that's so, that's how it is. So I looked at that as first of all, I, <laughs> here, but here's the thing. Here's one thing I realized: I cannot. One thing I'm not going to do is I make it as awkward as humanly possible for parents when they when they look stupid when their kids make them look like idiots in the library. You know what I mean? Right. You've been. You guys have been there. Right? You see you ever seen somebody acting somebody's kid acting a fool in a Walmart or a food line or whatever? You just look at them and then they're looking at everybody else to see if anybody else is looking at them. Mm-hmm. That is what I do to them. I I stand there and look at them and I'm like I'm just waiting for them because everybody else is looking at me, like waiting for me to do something. I'm like, oh no, 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 no. I'm not getting in that. I'm gonna let them figure it out. You know, because they're the parent. They decided to have this burden on them. They're going to deal with it and see how they handle it. I don't get involved. But something occurred to me. And here's what one of the employees said. She's a parent. She said, what parents do nowadays, the new technique to do nowadays is parents bring their kids to the library and the kids run around and go berserk in the library so that when they get home, they'll have their energy out and they'll be tired. Ladies and gentlemen, what am I saying? First of all, the library is not a freaking playground. Don't bring your kids to the library and torture the staff there because you're too lazy to be a parent. Take your kids somewhere and, you know, spend time with them. Okay. Do whatever parents do with their kids in 2020. That isn't a crime or whatever, because you know parents are weird like that nowadays. But never mind. Just, just, just take your, just spend time with your kid. Don't leave it up to, don't bring them to some place just to have them run their energy out just because you want to spend time on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook and not be a parent. Be a freaking parent to your kids. It's not hard. Well, I don't, I don't know. I don't have kids. I mean, I'm sure it's really hard. But if you didn't want the issue, then maybe. Don't have kids. I don't know. Just saying. 
as I proceed to step off my soapbox. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's just like certain things shouldn't have to be shouldn't be difficult. But I'm coming to realize that a lot of people have a problem with authority. Even as adults, you have a lot of adults that have a problem with authority. And when you have people who have that problem and they procreate, then you're going to have children who have been influenced by this problematic situation that their parents have. So then you're at least. This is why I've advocated for something. But um, you guys remember how all the the school shootings were going down and all that stuff. Unfortunately. And then, like, some people were blaming the parents for this. I kind of was at first because I'm like, to me, I was like, how do you not know as a parent? How do you not know what's going on in your own house? I mean, and sometimes you I, have those, you have, you have your outliers of that, but yeah. You know what I'm saying? But then I, but then I looked at the shooters of these kids. Uh, then I looked at the shooters I looked at the shooters and what they look like, and then I think about what the parents said. I was like, oh, well, clearly they had no control in their own house because they didn't know what was going on. They had control. They wouldn't know what was going on in their own house. And this is why it's important to talk to your children. And exactly. this is this is why when I have my children, I know that I'm going to be around. I'm going to have these conversations with them because I – look, mental health – and I know it's used as a crush a lot of times when uh, these typical shooters come out that they want to use the mental health thing. But mental health is a very important thing that needs to be talked about, especially within the African-American household. Right, right, here was my point. right Breon? Psycholo- psychology uh, major? Uh, go through all that again. I was uh, talking to my nephew a little bit. He just said my name. <laughs> But uh, mental health is something that needs to be talked about within the African American household. Household. Oh my gosh, don't even get me started on that. Yes. I mean, you have bachelors in it, so I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm saying I could go all night with that. But <laughs> long story short, definitely. Here's, but here's what I mean when I say that, because one of the things I was going to advocate was that there should be there should be a before you become a parent, before you procreate. You need to be fit to be. You need to be mentally fit to be. That's to right. be a That's completely fair. Like you need to go through some kind of test, like state-run or organization. No, I don't know about all that. I'm saying you need to go through something that shows that shows you're competent enough to be a parent. Because you have all sorts of parents out there. You have parents that have kids and then abuse their kids because they don't know what to do with them. You have parents that abandon their kids. Or you have parents that have that have kids with the wrong person. You have people that have kids with the wrong person. You know? And then they marry somebody else who treats their kids even worse. That's how you get abusive stepfathers, abusive stepmothers, and all this other stupid shit. I'm sorry. So, yeah. So, in order to become a parent, I wish, I believe that you should have, you should be mentally, you should go through some kind of mental test. The same thing with, you should have some kind of mental, and not physical, more so, yeah, so go through some kind of mental exam 
somewhere that says, okay, I'm basically a parent. Then you can have then you can have kids. Because I know some people are going to like, oh, you know, government should control procreation. Why shouldn't you do that? It's like, because everybody's having babies with everybody. And creating some really fucked up kids. But like you said, the, a lot a lot of them kids are bred are are being breed are are being raised by people who don't have those morals and that is what I'm saying. Like parents with that, and when you have parents like that, they're gonna put well, that into the world, and we don't need any of that in the world right now. We got too much of that in the world enough as it is. Facts. Like we need and, people with attitude problems or who have problems with authority. No, we have enough of that already. And personally, for me, I'm a firm believer in uh, it's a very old school method, but I still believe in uh, the village method. That's true. Whether, whether it's a literal village or if it's just a figurative village, it doesn't have to be the neighborhood. Just like my my village was church. My village was oh outside God. of household. Oh boy. Shut up. But my uh, my village was the church family. My village was the family outside of the household. My uncles, my aunts, cousins, grandparents. I had three grandparents. My my grand my grandmother. Both my grandmothers were still alive. My grandfather. So I, I had I had people outside of my mother. E- even looking back to uh, when I was living in Portsmouth, I can't I can't say I can't say too much about Chesapeake. Uh, I never cared too much. Well, outside of one neighbor, I and I mean the other neighbor, I he only talks to me now to check on how everybody's doing. But uh, when I was back in Portsmouth, the Capital Manor, the people my neighbors were looking out for us. When my mom and my dad were home, we would sit at my um the neighbor across the street. We'd sit at their house and we'd watch PBS Kids until my mom got home. Uh, this was after my grandmother had passed away. So my my, my first grandmother passed away. So you, you had people within the neighborhood, within the church family, within your not immediate family, your extended family, looking out for you. And I think to an extent we're losing, we've lost that because a lot of people, a lot of people are out there with this mindset of I'm the only one that can tell my child what to do. When, when in all, when in all seriousness, they're especially when they get older, it's a lot of time that you're not going to be there. I even now, like, look, public schools. I spend seven around seven hours with these kids a day, five days a week. When I was in school, my mom would come home. I probably would spend maybe five hours. So you're a lot of these teachers are spending more time with the parent with the kids than the parents are because of the way the school is set up, and because the parents are working. You have your uh, the ones that parents work while they they work. During the afternoon, so when they get home, a lot of the, a lot of times their parents, in order to make ends meet, they're not there. So, I feel like that's why the village mindset is such an important thing, especially now in twenty twenty, because it shouldn't just be a parent job 
raising these kids when you have other people there that can be a positive influence. Also, I think also that's that's at the same time, that's also where you get, that's where, like, you would get kids that say, oh, well, since I can't get here, I'll I'll go out to the village. That's where you find, like, people who bring negative influences. Oh, yeah, that, that's where gangs come in because a lot of times yeah, kids don't exactly. feel like their family cares. Even if they, even the family do care, they just don't care the way they feel like they should care. And then they go and they're they're baited into these gangs and they get into things they definitely shouldn't be in and they know better, but it's just, it, go, it, goes, it goes the wrong way. And I, I see, I've seen that. It's, it's a lot of stuff that I've seen between even, even me being in school, it, it was people that we went to school with that are now in jail because they because of stuff that you never would have thought. There is a kid that just got locked up two years ago for killing his dad. That's just two two kids that I know that got locked up for killing their parents. Who do I know? What I know them? You should. Pro- you probably know both of them. I know Stephen Julian. I know him. Seven. Who? Seven. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You told me about that. So it is, and, and not, not to even count all the people that I know that are are dead and gone because they got stuff they shouldn't be into. So my my whole thing is just you you the the it takes a village to raise a child, and that's not just a cliche. It's it's legit. Parent the parents cannot be there twenty four seven to take care of the child and that's just by design of the way that we have that we have to make in this meet with uh working all the time so and that that's one that's one of my biggest fears when it comes to parenting when, when it comes to my time to have a child i want to be able to maximize the time that i have in order to be there to teach my children about the things that's going on because Let's be honest. I'm having black children. I'm a black individual, and more than likely, I'm going to have a black male. And you already know how that goes. Yeah. I'm having light skin kids. I'm gonna tell you right now. You're not a light skin yourself. Shut up. No, my kids are gonna be. Oh, is you having white you a white woman? <laughs> you know this. Hey, dog. I ain't mad at you. But uh, I'm, I'm, not, I'm mad at neither of you because I am not gonna have kids. Hey, you know. you well, say that. Yeah. I, I, I say I say I'm not, but in all in, in all seriousness, I, I definitely think it's gonna happen for me. I'm gonna find the one person to make sure we're not. Because like, yourself in the snoop. We'll see. Yeah. I just I say that because I am like I get irrationally angry. And I don't think that kind of anger deserves a kid. I don't want to push that on to another child. You know oh, I mean? yeah. I understand that. I, I do. I'll beat, I'll beat the crap out of a kid. Come here. But yeah, with that being said, uh, we're going to we're gonna uh, take a quick break here. And when we come back, I don't know yet. We'll, we'll, we'll see where we go. We might be uh, reaching towards the end of the show. So just stick along, and we'll see where we lead into after this. So... Here we are back here. Uh, as you all know, we have changed the name, as I've already said a few times within the show. So with the show being named Unbounded now, that means nothing's off limits. So I did that because the three of us are all wrestling fans. 
Mm-hmm. And for uh for everybody to know, yes, all three of us are as we do this show right now. We are all watching wrestling as we speak. I'm watching NXT on my on my computer screen. Isaac is watching NXT as well, and Brian is watching amateur elite wrestling. Whoa, 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 whoa. Just make your point. Don't insult the greatest brand out there. Uh, Sheesh. Wait, wait, you're you're watching you're watching NXT too? No, I'm not watching. Never excited to random. <laughs> so you're watching amateur elite wrestling. No, no, no. I was an amateur and elite. Touch of wrong. Okay, amateur elephant wrestling. You're f- happy now? <laughs> Good lord. Ooh, nice. But uh, yeah. Uh, it, it's it's look, and we. I think all of us have a different taste in what we like. Uh, these two like Orange Cassidy. I think is a, a dumb gimmick, but uh. I think it's first a dumb all, gimmick. First of, all, his, first of all, his name is freshly squeezed. Orange uh, first of all, the only freshly squeezed I know is Orange Juice from 2K. Orange Cassidy is a dumb guy. You better be like you're not in the same room. Oh my god. What you gonna do? Neck me? No, I'm probably gonna twist your nose. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice Nort. Oh, Swerve's house. Orange Cassidy. Do you know how over he is right now? Orange Cassidy is brilliant. I mean, if if you want to use if you want to use that logic, I know another man is over for uh using his uh his penis to slam people. No, yeah. we're not talking about Joey Ryan. He's over. It's over. Like no, it is, but I'm and, 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 you, and you see you see my point here. I scroll through my timeline. Do you know how many times I see somebody retweeting or liking the fact that wow, that Joey Ryan segment was really awesome. Wow, that Joey Ryan match was really good. Like he had a match with Michael Elgin, like with this gimmick and all. And he that they said, Oh, Joey Ryan versus Michael Joey Ryan just had a match of the night. Yeah, I, I can't I can't get past the fact that uh he uses such a tool to slam people. I'm sorry. I it's it's just not my thing. Well, he's over. No, 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 Jim, no, Jimmy Cornette, nothing like that. But look, I, I, I'm I'm the type of guy to say if it, if it's working, is working. I don't have the like it to understand that you're 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 making you're making a living off what you're doing. And Joey Ryan is just doing he's doing just that, making a living off of penis waxes. This man was able to pay off his house. He has a house from doing this. Two houses, I think. Two oh, houses man. for penis wrestling. Okay. This this is this is but this is this is how pro wrestling is. I mean Mark Henry Mark Henry and um May Young gave birth to a hand. Uh, you know how popular that was? <laughs> but that that was what that like people always want to talk about how great the attitude era was. And I've been I've been saying it for I've been saying it forever. If you put the Attitude Era on TV now, it'd be just as bad as the complaining would be just as bad as it is now. I mean, I'm never going to talk about the uh, the obvious story. Huh? And this and we had this conversation uh, a few weeks ago. We had we had this conversation a few weeks ago. They the the matches. 
they weren't the matches, the matches then the weren't really the based interesting the, the, the yeah. matches were all story based and that's the thing i think that has been lost now a lot of storytelling was told during during those matches you didn't you didn't see too many 15 minute matches on uh on on raw or smackdown back then they were three three four five minute matches what is he doing He's too old for this. But the thing is, I was talking to some other people. Like they, they, the thing was, they told stories at the time they had. And even looking at uh, one of my favorite shows right now is NWA Power. I, I love, I love NWA Power, and the thing is, they, yeah. their matches average like six minutes. I feel like, yeah, I know they go six fifteen. I feel like uh, Nick Aldis is heel champion. Heel champion. I was really hoping Tim Storm with the title again. Oh yeah, but what do you like, Trish? I don't know. But I think the thing for me is I'm starting to understand that, and I was having this conversation with uh, another group, and we were talking about Brock Lesnar. Oh, and I know I'm gonna I'm gonna put my feelings aside, even though my feelings are kind of neutral towards him now, more so than usual. And I, I, I was talking, I was like, feelings aside, when you really look at it, when Brock Lesnar comes, on, t- on, on when Brock Lesnar shows his face, regardless if you love him or hate him. Oh, man, I forgot to, I missed a chance for phrasing. I missed a chance to say phrasing. He said when Brock Lesnar comes, I was going to say phrasing. <laughs> but when he, when he shows up, regardless of if you like him or hate him, you, you're, you're watching. Well, not you, but you were you were watching that match. Uh, you were watching his last few matches. Which which few matches? Uh, the Rey Mysterio match. Uh, the Seth Rollins match at SummerSlam. I know because you were at my house. Well, because I didn't have a choice. But the matches were good, and you popped for uh Dominant. Come on now, I, I was here. But I, I say that to say I say that to say this. The thing, the thing about him and a lot of uh, and, and even some of your the top selling guys. Name me a a top face that was a long standing face in the WWE WWF that was a a perennial match of the night candidate that was constantly putting on match of the night matches. Was Hogan doing it? Was Hogan putting no match of the nights on on a regular? Good talk. I can say Hogan Hogan wasn't doing it. Attitude Era Steve Austin wasn't putting on five or what Meltzer calls five star classics. The Rock wasn't. John Cena wasn't. What the fuck? I mean, Roman Reigns has a few, but he's not somebody that's going to that's going to be throwing in match of the night. Well, yeah, watch it. Are you all right? Jeez. <laughs> He's not okay. Did you see that? Did you watch him? No. Uh, I'm still at commercial, so I, I, it's coming. I'm looking at a drive time commercial right now. So, so whatever it is, I'm going to see it in a second. So. 
I don't know. I, I just I just feel like it, it, wrestling at this point is so it's so subjective. You guys want to watch some good wrestling? I am watching not subjective. You guys want to watch? You guys want me to show you some wrestling that is that the storyline and match are equally good? Is it like like Lesnar? Gargano Champa? Gargano Champa? Uh no, something outside of WWE. Wait, is this something? This, what you're laughing at? Do I have to hear it? Yes. Well, well, no, no. Actually, no. You'll be fine. But I want you guys to go to. <laughs> oh my gosh! Keith Lee is the goat. No, where did Keith Lee come from? Yo, he broke the window. Oh my gosh. Bro, did you see him pounce Adam Cole through the bushes? <laughs> yes. Yo, I'm waiting for that jit to come out. Bro. <laughs> Yo, Keith Lee is a walking jiff machine. So first Adam Cole gets pounced through the crowd, like the first row of the crowd. Like he gets launched. Into the crowd, and then he just gets launched into some parts of week. Yo, yo, shout out and for anybody that watches wrestling. Uh, I need y'all to look into Keith Lee and just look at the stuff he's been doing in the last month. Pouncing Adam Cole into the crowd, he just pounced him into the bush. I don't call that a pounce. I call that like a like a tackle. Like he used his whole body to like tackle this. Yeah, I hope he wins next week too. I hope he does too. Also, uh, no, but if anything, if you guys want to see matches where the storyline is just as good, like the promo package, like you guys remember the promo packages from the old times, right? Uh huh. Mm-hmm. You guys want to see some good promo packages plus a match to match it? Check out OTT. That's over the top wrestling. Jordan Devlin versus David Starr. Just look at the promo work. Here, I'm gonna show you what I'm talking about. Let me show you what I'm talking about. I'm just gonna send you the promo. I'm not even gonna send you the match. I'm gonna send you the promo. Do that for me. Um, but yeah, it's just I I think that's why we love wrestling so much. It's because it's it's weird. And you don't have to like it, but just to know that there's something for everybody in the industry, whether you like a Joey Ryan, whether you like a, a Toriano, as I do, Isaac doesn't like Toriano. Uh, I'm sorry, what did you say about I, You don't like Toriano. I like Toriano. And, and funny, like, like we've been talking about, Isaac and I, we disagree on a lot to be friends for so long. But that's all I have for today. I mean, definitely we'll be getting some more wrestling. Um, before I leave out of here, I do want to plug my uh, my social media accounts. Uh, Facebook uh, is Ant Vincent, A-N-T-V-I-N-C-E-N-T. Uh, 
my Instagram. Smooth Style TWS. The O's are actual zeros. So it's Smooth Style. S-M-0-0-V-E-S-T-Y-L-E underscore T-W-S. That is my Insta. Uh, my Twitter is at King underscore Smooth S-M-O-O, the letter O-O, V-E-757. And my OnlyFans. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. I'm uh, y'all want to plug y'all uh, socials or nah? Yeah, I got you. If you want to find me on Twitter, you can find me at IPBell, I-P-B-E-L-L-9-4. That is Twitter. And on Instagram, you can find me at, as soon as I find it, you can find me at, <laughs> at uh, King IPB85. Yo, they got her to work early. Mercedes Martinez is already working. Yep. Uh, Brian, want to uh, put your info out there or nah? Uh, sure, you can. I mean, the only thing I got is Facebook. You know, the name is K-Bree, K-A-Y-B-R-E, which is the blue dot. You know you can change that now, right? Have fun, no, okay. You, you, you still, I mean, Boz thought I, I don't think Boz has his up here anymore, and he was the reason I did it. Let me get a fresh cut, okay? <laughs> no, when was the last time you got a fresh cut when you came down here for the summer? No, 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 no. Uh, two going on three weeks. <laughs> no, I got about to say, do you only get your hair cut when you come to Norfolk? No. I finally found a barber right here. I about to say, have, do, you, do you have like a fro now? No, no, barber. I don't even know if I want to see what you look like with a fro. Like, I don't even know if I want to see you with a fro. Get a get a fade. Get a get a get a, get it again though. When you come back down, you got to come with a fade. You gotta change some earrings as well, because I'm pretty sure you still get the same earrings that you had in. The little ones? Yep. But uh with that being said, y'all, uh, fi- uh anything else y'all wanted to uh put in before we leave? Uh, we bought AEW and forget NXT. Uh forget uh enjoy them both. Enjoy professional wrestling, whether it may be, whether it be Impact, whether it be AEW, whether it be NXT, uh, New Japan, you know, whatever it is. Just enjoy NWA, it. even though only 15 people watch it. I'm okay. one of the 15. I had two things I want to say. Two more things I want to say before we get out of here. Duke ball. Okay, don't do that. Don't do that. Right. And two. Uh, <laughs> Wahoo! Wah. Wait, what is wrong? Are y'all even ranked? No, I said I said that because both teams lost. Y'all Duke lost yesterday, and uh, UVA got beat by uh, Florida State. So what is Indiana doing right now? Nothing. Uh, let's see. What is Indiana doing right now? <laughs> 
What is Indiana doing right now, other than nothing? Uh, nothing. I'm about to look now. Hold on, Chomp. Look at the top 25. A loser. With Big Ten? Not there. Not well, we lost to Rutgers. Garbage. This discussion is over. Uh, we're 13 and 4. Thank you very much. Oh, not 13 and 4. What's your rank? Uh, what's uh, UVA's rank? Uh, that's not important. We were 14, but that's gone. Uh, first of all, you're 11 and 5. We have better record than y'all. First of all, we are your national champions. So what are you talking about? National D's. Season, so that really doesn't mean anything, now, does it? Say again? Well, according to Breon, will we keep this up? We won't be making this Ernie. Uh, what? Yeah, I'm reading your. I'm reading your com. I'm reading your um post. It's it's it's, 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 it's not a lie. If we keep it up. We keep losing. We're not gonna make the Ernie. We're gonna go to the freaking NIT with Duke and freaking Indiana. First of all, the day Duke makes the NIT. <laughs> First of all, the day Duke gets into the NIT is the day the world freezes over, okay? It's the day that you're going to have blocked me on all social media accounts. Yeah, which is never. So there's no way Duke is going to be in the NIT. I know who will be in the NIT tournament. Indiana. No, you wouldn't see. Yeah, they're going to be in the... Red Williams... They're, they're probably going to be in the CIC at this point. Your other coach, the UNC head coach, came out and said that it, that that the team he's coached right now is the least talented team he's ever coached. I've never heard a coach say that about their own team. I mean, did he lie? And he's 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 he did not. Hey, Mule, I know you're not a boy. oh snap. Shane is here. Please check out my wallpaper. Huh? Tell me this shit. I know you're not a Bulls fan, but please check out my wallpaper. Tell me this shit is my phone. Wallpaper for what? It's for my phone. Tell me this shit is my phone. Oh, I gotta look at it. Dakota? Bro, do you see Dakota in there? Yo, that's dope, but uh, the Bulls suck. It's not cold as fuck. It's cold, but it's the Bulls, so it's trash. It is, whatever. I know we're garbage, but it's Zach, right? It's an MVP. Speaking of which, the Lakers are uh, dominating right now. Yeah. Is DK in there? Who? Metcalf? No, not Metcalf. Because <laughs> you know his hands are just for decoration. Uh, first of all, DK Metcalf is one of the best receivers out of the rookie class. Half a year, he he has he's, a, he's not even playing yet. Tell me so dominating. Uh, I mean, the season. Oh, whatever. All of these are the Clippers well, and the Dirty If DK Metcalf's hands were, weren't just for decoration, I probably would have started him, but I didn't because his hands are just for decoration. Ooh, are we playing now? Are we on? We're playing the Wizards. Hey, y'all should win that. <laughs> I'm about to give me well, we're 85 80 with three in the, uh, with 12 in the third. So, like, John Wall hasn't even played yet. Speaking of playing, uh, what's his name? Oh, speaking with, oh, guys, can we get into this? Uh, bad Boys. I'm going Saturday to see it. Gotta see it. Okay. okay. Go on with my family. Okay, just, just so we're all on the same page. We are going to go see it, right, at some point. And then oh, we're yeah, going to discuss it the next time we get together, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Probably my next off day, which will be either be next Tuesday or Wednesday. I'll let y'all know. But I'm definitely going to go see it. <laughs> I gotta br- I, I, I'll, I'm brushing up on the uh, first two. I watched the first one uh, Monday. I think tomorrow after I come from the gym, I'll, I'll watch uh, – to. Come from the gym. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, I'll, I'll send you a pic. 
no, that's that's okay. I don't need to dump water on your face and then run to Planet Fitness. Oh no, I'm, I'm going to take the picture right in Planet like, Fitness. Like, I'll probably even record myself doing a workout just to prove you wrong. Yeah, one time only, folks. Hate to see. Uh, first of all, I have videos on my Insta and f- Facebook oh, of me Insta working out. Flex for nobody, dog. I'm trying to drop this weight down. I'm trying to get the. I'm trying to get 205. He flexes for an audience of one. I'm trying. I'm trying to get on 205 live, dog. Okay. I mean, my boy Tyler Breeze is up there Friday. I was saying here, I wouldn't recommend. Uh, I wouldn't recommend doing that to yourself because once you get in there, it's like a, it's like handcuffs. You're gonna handcuff yourself to a contract and then you can't get out. Oh no! I'm just gonna uh, show up like Brandon Scott did that one time. By the way, have any of you guys watched my thing? Watch my uh, watch my. I've been watching uh, Pac and motherfucking Darby Allen, and it's been sensational. All right, what you're not gonna do? Here's what you're not gonna do. You're not gonna spoil anything for me on that show because I'm gonna watch it here or find a way to watch this. As long as you're watching it, I'm not watching it. Who is this black woman in this match? I mean, first of all, it's more than just one black woman in this match, but it's like one black woman that I have not seen. Yeah, it looks like it looks like Swole, but I know Swole's elite. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Well, she's gone now, so it doesn't matter. Shut up. Oh, look at counter. Even the ref was like, Gleesh. Like, what? Was she really smart to go to AEW's women's division when NXT's women's division is, like, uh, blazing? Maybe it's because, maybe, I know, right? Maybe it's because she's, she has other things she wants to do. Maybe she wants to prove she can do it on the big time. Yeah, maybe she doesn't want to be swallowed up into the oblivion that is WWE. Well, they need to uh, let her shine because I support Swole. The California vampire, Lord of mercy. Who's a California? Oh, I don't even know. Oh, uh, Emi. <laughs> it should have kept his name when I changed it. Well, Jamie changed it because Emi doesn't sleep. Well, actually, I wouldn't argue with that because he doesn't. He is like, he. Oh, you know the same. No, I'm, I, you know, I'm on the way to work at six twenty, and he's texting the group. I'm like, dude, it's three twenty for you. Go to bed. God, look at a ref. What a baller. <laughs> Freaking Are they not burying the rest right now? Cool. I'm I'm, pr- I'm proud of them. Touch your mouth. The referee is great in this match. It looks like Cesaro and Daniel Bryan. I mean, their best ref is Aubrey, but okay. Okay. Oh, you talking about the teeth? The girl. <laughs> Yeah, the teeth. I saw her selfie one time. And I was like, "Good lord, she could swallow a watermelon in one gulp." <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Let's go ahead and close this out because we're about to go. We're about to just talk a hole in everybody's head. Let's get out of here. Who? Whoever the female referee is, Aubrey Edwards. All right, first of all, don't you dare! Don't disrespect Aubrey like that. It's too late. I already did it. What are you going to do? She has a beautiful smile. She's going to eat a watermelon in one sitting. <laughs> I'm talking like, oh. 
With that being said, we're going to get on here and get out of here, y'all. Yeah, have a great night. Night, day, it doesn't matter what time you're listening to this. Uh, Peace, love, Pops Hearts. Uh, Yeah, that's my thing. I I, I say Pops Hearts. I guess. Like, I like Toto Toto. I say that too. Like, I I switch up. Like, when I'm walking around school, I look at a kid and like Pops Hearts. And then one day I was like, you know what? I want to say something other than the Pop Tarts. So I was like, Toast Strudels. I love Toast Strudels. Slap ass. So uh, we're, we're going to get out of here. Peace, love, Pop Tarts, drink water, all that other good jazz. Stay yes. hydrated. Oh, guys, hang on. Hang on. So um, before we go any further, uh, one last thing. This is according to Twitter, LSU investigating after L- Odell Beckham Sr. giving cash to players. Oh, after no. Told you. Told you. Told you. Told you. Told you. NCAA play that mess. But with that being said, you all. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. False finish. However, according to an LSU athletics official. All right, so this is according to Brooks Kubena on Twitter, uh, who's a writer for The Advocate. He says, according to them, he says that um, an LSU athletic official says there were novelty novelty bills on the field post-game. The school is looking into whether it's the same bills Odell Beckham Jr. was handing out to players in a viral video. One of the officials officials said it was fake money, but I'm looking at another – Another take from uh, Bart, Joe Burrow told Barstool Sports, because he can't keep his mouth shut, that um, the po- he told one of the podcasts that it was real money. That's what Joe Burrow said. Oh, this is going to be interesting. All right, this is the st- here's the statement. He says, we are aware of the situation regarding Odell Beckham Jr. interacting with LSU student-athletes and other unaffiliated, unaffiliated with the team following the game on Monday night. Damn it! No. Initial, initial, uh, initial, uh, initial information suggested bills that were exchanged from novelty bills that were exchanged for novelty bills. Information and footage reviewed since shows apparent cash may have been may have also been given to LSU student athletes. We were in contact with the NCAA and the SEC immediately upon. Learning of this situation, and some some of our student athletes may have been placed in a compromising position. We are working with our student athletes, the CAA and the SEC, in order to rectify the situation. So, so yeah, there's uh, that's what's going on. Well, I mean. We'll have. I mean, I'm I'm going to let them go ahead and get everything taken care of. I, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to really dive too far into this until I know everything. So we're gonna we're gonna keep a very very close eye on this. Uh, also, the uh, scandal. We'll keep a close eye on with the uh, with the Astros. I won't get too much into that this week, but uh, trust me, next week we'll have a lot more to talk about both of those things because uh, scandals. Oh, I just realized that was Deanna Peraza who came in there and eliminated the shots of Blackheart. Uh, but yeah, um, Sports Illustrated. Oh, so here, here's a here's an interesting response to this one tweet. 
It says, NCAA is so happy to make its millions while going out of their way to keep kiddos from getting a few celebratory bucks. I mean, I, I told you, they, they don't play that stuff. But uh, we need to go ahead and get on out of here. We're running, to, we're running um, towards the end of the road. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, um, don't mind my horrible singing. Um, peace out. All right, Candace LeRae is out.